0: The following is a presentation of Team Bonding, providing more than 100 live, virtual, or hybrid corporate team building activities for companies around the world. Visit teambonding.com to schedule your event now.
1: Hello, team. It's me, your new best friend, Rich Riddensland, and I'm welcoming you to Team Building Around the World, the podcast where I speak to people from the team bonding, team building industry from all across the globe. Today, we have with us Mr. Alex Tenclay. He is coming to us all the way from Holland, from the Netherlands, where he is a part of Windshift. So before we get more into that, I do want to take a second, of course, to give some love out to my supporters. The show is supported by the Catalyst Team Building Network. Find out more about the world's largest network of team building providers at CatalystGlobal.com. We also want to thank our friends at B1G1, which can make your business a real force for good. Visit B1G1.com to get started. Now, established over 13 years ago, Windshift has become synonymous in Holland with beach-related events. However, they have diversified beyond the beach into large- or small-scale, fun, experimental, indoor- and outdoor-event-based team-building programs. And with me is one of their remote team-building facilitators, Mr. Alex Tenkley. That's a small group of people I keep trapped under my desk, Alex.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a warm welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Very welcome. Thank (laughs) you. Uh,
1: So please, let's start off. Um, Just tell all my listeners out there a little
0: bit about yourself. Well, yeah. Hi there. Um, Well, My name's Alex, and like you said, I started Windshift about 13 years ago. Back then, it was just an outdoor company. or uh, We we were doing a lot of uh, fun things on the beach. Mm. Um, Started out with, with kite surfing, actually um did a course to be an instructor in kitesurfing and there were not a lot of uh, yeah good schools at the moment mm. so i decided to start my own kitesurfing school which was a lot of fun it was great to do it's uh, it's yeah you're you're always on the beach and that's uh, perfect <laughs> circumstances well if the weather's okay yeah that must suck um, <laughs> yeah well yeah th- that was exactly the problem because the season here to do outdoor events in the netherlands it's yeah, from April to about October. So yeah, that's a pretty short, short year, <laughs> uh, which is which is great if you if you ju- if you're just starting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted to expand it a little bit more. So I started to do some other activities besides the kite surfing. Mm-hmm. Um. Also to be not as dependent on on the wind. Um. You know, because yeah, you need a certain <laughs> amount of wind for kite surfing, and if it's too much, you're yeah on the beach as well. You can't go into the water. So we had a pretty small, short season, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to do some more programs, more activities. So I started to do them on the beach, which started, well, it, the, at first it was just doing kiting on the beach with groups mm-hmm. so I could handle more people as well. <laughs> and then there was a new um, activity that was launched in the Netherlands and it was beach sailing um yeah I, I was looking over
1: your your teams your your company's website and it mentioned sand yachting what is that
0: yeah. well that's it, well it's basically that it's, well we're in the lucky circumstances here that we have some great beaches um and especially at low tide they're very wide mm. so yeah you need the hard and packed sand and then you yeah you just have a little cart on wheels so one wheel in front and two in the back, huh. and it's yeah, it, it's like you're sitting in a boat or, or or in a car even, and then with yeah with a with a sail on your uh, uh on the car on the boat, uh-huh. and That's- then yeah you can just sail on the beach. It's a lot of fun and it goes really fast.
1: Fabulous. Now, how did you get into team building? What was your what was your main idea that got you started in this?
0: That goes back a little bit, a little bit longer because when sure. I was in high school, I started um teaching sailing at a sailing school wow. um, and that ignited ignited also yeah the team building or at least trying to have uh, to learn while you're having fun that's what we used to do with with the kids when they had difficulties when when the weather was not so good or they had trouble learning sailing what we did was throwing games we started gamify the learning and i've always remembered that and found it fascinating how you can influence people's behavior by throwing in games if you throw in fun element it it it, it goes a lot faster it's easier and yeah they're having fun doing it Mm. so that's when it that's what that's also why i started to the the kite surfing and after that the land yachting Mm. and from there on it started to get to become more serious and the games became uh, more serious as well as i started to moving away from the beach that's when i joined the catalyst network because they had some amazing games where it was not just about the fun but also about you yeah, developing skills about the learning part of it. Right. Um, so that brought it back to the kids because basically what we do is still the same, only there's a different different reason why we learn. Now you're doing it for more grown up kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but funny thing is, if you throw in games and, and, and competition, um, yeah, it's just like you're playing with the kids again.
1: Well, let's, if we can, let's get into that uh, a little bit deeper. What is it about game playing? that you think helps actually bring teams closer together, that actually makes people a more cohesive team?
0: Um, well, for a long time, I thought that, that it was competition part of it. You know, when it, it, it's always fun competing. Right. Um, it's right. always fun when you're, yeah, when, when you form a group and you're working with a group towards a, a specific goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the goal results in, in, in a win in the end, it's even better. Hmm. Um, so for a long I, I thought that that, would, that was part of it, a big part of it. But yeah, during years, I also found out that when you have competition, you have a winning team, but that's only a small part. There's only one team that wins, and that also means that everybody else is losing. Uh, right. So, how do you keep them engaged as well? you know because it's yeah it, it, it's fun to win of course but you also want the people who are not winning you want to keep them on board yeah and that's also what you know, a lot of the the, the programs and the activities that i used to do on the beach was about competition mm-hmm. and, and more specific physical competition so at the beginning you could all already tell who's yeah who was probably going to be a dominant player sure. and who would be in the, who would be in the winning team That's also one of the reasons I wanted to develop more into other games where uh, physical advantage would not bring you the win. Right. So it was more about the collaboration and and the team that got you to the win. And that's what a lot of the Catalyst programs do. And even more specific, they're not all about competition.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So I kind of moved away from the idea that that Competition was one of the main, um, uh, should be one of the main aspects of, of a team building game. And now more in the line of, you know, focus on a common goal and have everybody work on that goal together. Because that drives more engagement and it drives some more deeper satisfaction when you've reached that goal than just the win.
1: Well, can so- you give, me, give me an example if you can. Tell me a game that you play where you can actually see a team becoming more cohesive
0: as they play. Well, this w- w- one of the, the programs that we do called Beat the Box, it's kind of a escape style game. Right. And there you can you can, you can really tell the difference. Um, cause the game works that every group is, is divided into smaller teams, mm-hmm. teams of about six, seven people, and they all have a big box on the table. It looks the same. So as soon as you divide a group into teams and you put a box on that table, mm-hmm. They're in competition. We, we don't have to tell anything. It's just, you know, they want to beat the other teams. That's yeah probably how we're pro, uh, something like that, um, okay. but it's, it, it goes automatically. And then the idea is they need to find a hidden code. They mm-hmm. have 90 minutes to do so. We give a few hints on how they can open the first box. And once they've done it, there are four smaller boxes in there with padlocks. So you know, it's, yep. it's they're not done when they've opened the big one. Right.
1: Um, that's so really everybody feels that they're in,
0: sorry yeah. <laughs> that's really only the beginning getting in that first box yeah 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 so once they've opened it they okay and then they say ah, oh, there's more there's more yep. and then after a while they get stuck they can't continue their quest they can't continue opening the boxes mm-hmm. and then they need to realize that it's not competition against each other it's just competition against the time because to open uh, or, or to get the hidden code they need to collaborate Mm. So there's a, a, a turning point in the middle of the game. At first it's competition and in the end they realize, okay, we need to work together. The first stage when they, when they discover that they need some information that the other teams have, they start to walk around and they look to find whatever they need. Huh. That's the first stage, right but it's not collaboration yet, right, right. because right. Yeah, you know, you're, you're just trying to get what you need. Sure. Um, and then when the game progresses, they figure out that okay it's not just about getting what i need but it's also giving what i have oh that's cool and that's what that's fascinating cuz then you're Really going into towards collaboration and towards you know a common goal. It's not just about getting what you need, but it's also yeah getting what you have without getting a a result back uh, right at the start. Mm. And that's a fascinating concept. And so you know it it starts with competition and it ends with everybody working together to find the specific code.
1: Fantastic. And
0: it's it's fascinating what happens in the group because there are a lot of people who drive on the first part, the competition. You know that's Mm -hmm. that's what they're that the competition they love to compete they love to be faster than the others but there are also a lot of people who love the second part of the game the collaboration mm-hmm. working together sharing knowledge and that's all that, that that's great for for feedback in the end you know because i always ask him who loved the first part of the game and who loved the second part of the game and that gives some really nice information about the team about the people who you're working with and it's, it explains a lot of the behavior as well because if you know that people in your team need competition right it explains a lot of behavior you know you, you give them a goal and they, they, they go at it uh, but there are other people who yeah you can give them a goal and nothing happens because yeah. they're more wired to yeah drive collaboration to drive working together
1: very cool all right alex and you actually speaking of driving collaboration i have to actually pay some bills over here so give me one brief second while i tell all my team about catalyst team building network an association of team building providers With representatives in over 90 countries speaking more than 20 languages, the Catalyst Network is widely regarded as the voice of the team-building industry. Network members share resources, best practices, and business opportunities. Catalyst partners are learning from each other and pushing the boundaries of what is possible in team-building. Catalyst Network members share a common goal of creating highly relevant, socially responsible, good value experiences for their clients. For more information, please visit CatalystGlobal.com. The Catalyst Team-Building Network, the world's largest network of team-building providers. All right, Alex, we're back. Now, so that's a fantastic evolution that you've had there, from starting off with outdoorsy, very competitive events to more completely interactive, all-encompassing events.
0: Can you? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a fascinating journey, and it's uh, yeah, it, it it hasn't finished yet. I guess it's, it's right. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. You continue <laughs> to learn, so that's uh, that's one of the challenges.
1: Well, tell me about uh, team building in Holland. How necessary is that
0: where you are? Maybe need to specify um, the the yeah, what team building means. Right. There, uh, over here, a lot of programs and activities, even the outdoor programs that I used to do a lot, are mm-hmm. called team building. Okay. Um, which, in fact, they're not. You know, when, when you're it's team building, <laughs> it has something to, to build to create a team and right. to become better as a team. Right. Now, if you do a highly competitive game, I mean, it's it's great for team spirit but it's not necessarily to become a better team.
1: Right, and as you said, there's a winner and a loser. That's not really what you want for a team.
0: Exactly, and that's also what, what I, yeah, sometimes I ask clients, you know, when they come to me and, and they say they wanna do a game, what do you wanna achieve? Yeah, we mm. we wanna become one team. We wanna play a game where everybody can, uh, can be a part and, and, and you know to collaborate together. Mm. And then when, when we go into, okay, what game do you want to, wanna to play? It's usually a competitive game, so hey, yeah, that's kind of a contradiction, you know. Right, you want right. to improve your team, you want to work better together, and you do a competitive game. Do you yeah, think that was just? Um,
1: do you think that was just something they knew? Do you think they were just like almost pre-programmed to expect that kind of thing? Well, that
0: that's what what happens all the time, or all the time around us. You know, all ninety nine out of the hundred games you play, it's about winning or losing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're brought up to be competitive, right? right. If you're in, in, in high school or, or any school or any class, it's always, you, you look at the, at the top students, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the guys who are winning, and that means that everybody else is losing. So all around, there's all the games and n- name me one game that's not competitive, Sure. It's quite difficult, right? Sure. So yeah, we're kind of programmed to be competitive, but on the other hand, in a company, you want to have the opposite. You want people to work together. Um, so that's some, yeah, sometimes nice discussion that I have with clients. If they want to do something, it's, yeah, competitive game. How, di- um, well, how but-
1: difficult was it in the beginning to make them aware of that, that altering of, of the perspective? Like it's, when they were pitching it- to you, when they were saying to you, they want something competitive and you were like, wait, I have something better in mind. How do you make that go over?
0: Well, if, if I get the chance to talk to them and, and mm-hmm. if, if they're on the phone, then I can explain it, you know, I can give some examples. But if you if you talk about, okay, how, how does the team building look like in your country? Yeah, a lot of people perceive the, um, the competitive games, the, the outdoor, the fun games, which is, I mean, I don't want to downgrade them because they're a lot sure. of fun to do, but Absolutely. It, 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 it depends on the goal that you have and what you want to achieve. If, if you want to have an afternoon of fun, then those games can be the thing for you, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you want to really develop your team, it's not uh, usually. So that's the status of, 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 of team building here is that there are a lot of companies who are, yeah, who, who are designed to do, um, the competitive games, outdoor games, right? but they call themselves team building. Right, so that's that's quite a that's a bit of a challenge here that there are so many companies who say that they're doing team building events. So let's talk a bit
1: about some of your favorite events. What are some of the favorite things you like to do?
0: Of the the team building events, you mean? Yeah, I need to dig in in, in my memory. It, it, <laughs> it, it okay. feels like take you, your time. You know, like now every, everything has shifted into online games. So. The time that we did the real, the, the live events with a, a lot of people in the same room, that seems like ages ago. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, it's, yeah, only a couple of months ago, but it feels like a lot longer. My favorite games, they are the ones that lead to a, they're the collaborative games. Mm-hmm. So the one that I mentioned to beat the box is, is one example, mm-hmm. but another one is, um, yeah, I think big picture. Okay. That's where you create a masterpiece, but not just one masterpiece, one canvas. Mm-hmm. The whole team, the whole group is divided into teams again, and they work on several canvases. And if you put all the canvases together, you create one masterpiece. So it it, it can be we we, we did one um, a little over a year ago where we had 500 people participating into one giant canvas. That's one of my favorite. Yeah, I think over 50 canvases were put together into one giant masterpiece. Excellent.
1: Now and we. If- I'm sorry, yep. uh, if you don't mind, I do want to shift gears
0: for, for a quick second. Sure.
1: Yeah, let's talk about charities. Do you do any sort of charitable work?
0: Yeah, we work with, well, I'm, I heard you mentioning the buy one, give one at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we work with them as well. Okay. So well, what we do is um, each program that we run, we end with a certificate of gratitude. So if the groups that, let's say there are 200 participants in in uh, in the group, and right. the winning team will get a certificate and and it says something like, you know, it would have been great if you would celebrate your victory with a nice bottle of champagne, but hmm. that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, instead, we've chosen to help children in India with their education. And because of your presence here today, 200 children will get access to an e-learning system for a month
1: fantastic
0: now do you- yeah if you close and you close up an event with mm-hmm. something like that it's mm-hmm. um yeah it's it uh, becomes kind of a lot a more meaningful
1: moment. Yeah, yeah 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 that that entire the, the few hours they've spent with you they've actually yeah. have even realized that they've been doing so many good things do you have any um specific charities in holland that you like to work with
0: we used to work with charities in holland but now we shift it all to buy one give one um i mean i I like the idea of of local projects so Mm -hmm. to have local projects here in the netherlands to work with but on the other hand the buy one give one they are supporting local projects as well but then yeah uh, all around the world so yeah we decided to change and and work completely with with buy one give one
1: excellent well with that in mind let me take another second if i can and tell everybody about b1g1 which can make your business a real force for good When you're part of B1G1, you bring new purpose, meaning, and relevance to your business by making giving a core of what you do. Unlike conventional giving models, B1G1 helps small and medium-sized businesses achieve more social impact by embedding giving activities in their everyday business opportunities to create unique giving stories. Every business transaction can impact lives from as little as just one cent. So please, visit B1G1.com to get started. B1G1. business for good all right alex let's go talking more about you windshift has been in existence for 13 years you're the founder of it you've
0: led many events i assume do
1: you Do you have any favorite memories of your own
0: favorite events yeah well last year i think it was around this time of year we had the opportunity to go to japan for, uh, for an event oh lovely uh- yeah, that was, that was quite special. It was um, a Dutch client, but they had offices in in US, in uh, Australia, and in Japan, and in and the Netherlands, of course. And they had their annual meeting in, um, in Japan. So they went three days to Japan with their whole management team. And they were looking for an event. And, um, yeah, they... didn't know the Japanese market of team building very well. And we have been doing business with that client for uh, on previous occasions. So yeah, they invited us to go to Japan.
1: Excellent. Uh,
0: What event did you lead for them? We did um, the Infinite Loop, which is an an event where you wear virtual reality headsets. Mm -hmm. Nice event and it's all, yeah, it's kind of about communication. And this was a company they were working in different areas, in different areas across the globe, um, and they wanted to improve their communication. Hmm. And with the infinite loop, the nice part is, you know, day-to-day life and work, you 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 come across numerous barriers. It can be age, language, time zones, hmm. yeah, yeah, cultural differences. Right. With this game, you put in a new barrier um, between virtual world and the real world. Hmm. And it's about getting information across from virtual world to the real world. But how you deal with that barrier is almost the same as you would in your day-to-day barriers. So there's you know, some people make fun of it, uh, make a joke around it, some people get frustrated, some people fall quiet, some people take the lead. All, you know, and that all happens within one team and you make it, yeah, visible. Hmm. So yeah, we were asked to do that in in Japan for that group, and that was yeah was an amazing event. Was special to land in 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 Japan and. To do an event there with your kit with all the virtual reality headsets to get them yep. through customs <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> yeah that was quite special
1: fantastic but um now let's actually talk about talking about virtual reality holland and the world in the midst of a pandemic right now how are things going over there first off
0: oh yeah with the with the pandemic um yeah well it's it's um it's going into the right direction now um okay. things are starting to open up we're uh, uh, allowed to do events up to a hundred people now. Oh, that's great. And yeah, from the first of September and maybe even sooner than that, we're allowed to do more than hundred, um, but we still need to keep um, uh, physical distance in place. So that yeah. means over yeah. here, it means one and a half meter apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's still different than yeah you know, what we used to do with events, but at mm-hmm. least it's, you know, it's something positive again. We can look at uh, that does, uh yeah, it's opening up. So that's, that's really the good news.
1: Yeah, but the world, I mean, let's face it, the world has changed. Um, just these past few months, people getting used to working virtually. What kind of successes have you had switching to a more virtual market?
0: Um, yeah, we had to switch to completely virtual because you know all live events were, were canceled right. and all the confirmations that we had in the agenda were, were, were gone. So our agenda was completely empty. And that was yeah uh, great being part of the Catalyst Network. Because there were uh, yeah, around fifty companies who all faced the same difficulties. Yeah. But they are not competitors. You know, we're, we're, right. we're in the same, you know, the same problems. We've got the same type of markets, mm-hmm. uh, but we're not competitors, so we can share well almost everything, and that means also product development. So we had some great partners developing new products almost instantly when it uh, when it happened. So yeah, quite soon. I think within 3 or 4 weeks we had about 7 or 8 events that we could do online.
1: Well like what? Give me and an example. example.
0: The program that I mentioned before the infinite loop mm-hmm. and what we used to do with with virtual reality headsets and now the uh, the Tunisian partners they've developed a program that we can do on web web-based version. Oh great. So great. yeah it's it's yeah it's different than wearing the headset but what what happens here is one person enters the virtual world they can see something different in the in, in, on their web browser. So they it, it looks like they're in the virtual world and the other players will get some additional information. So it's still about sharing information. It's about you know, communication barriers. Yeah. Um, so the essence of the game has stayed the same, but now do it online and some other programs as well. But the thing that they have in common is that we try trying to split the information that's available to the team, because especially, and yeah, you probably noticed in, in the online meetings, mm-hmm. it looks like everything's, you know, the, the people who take the lead in an online meeting, it looks like they're even more present than in a live meeting. Okay. And the people who are a bit more laid back, they don't usually take the uh, the, the lead, mm-hmm. looks like in online meetings that's even increased as well right. or decreased. Right. <laughs> so in online team building events, we try to break that routine and the only way to do that properly is by dividing the information so it's not that we give all the information to the group because then you would still have those uh, processes in place you know you you already know who will take the lead and who doesn't but if everybody has different information and they need to bring it into the game in order to reach a common goal then you get some true interaction from everybody Mm -hmm. and that's it looked like that part to get everybody involved and through interaction, I wouldn't say it's it's easier than in a live game. Right. But it is one of the advantages that I never thought of before doing the online events. We've been thinking about online events and you know, I think yeah, everybody knew it, at some point you need to work more online, collaborate more online, but you think of it driving to the next meeting, you know, so
1: that's fantastic <laughs> though. I mean, that's that's great. I I love the fact that it is still focused on the the all inclusiveness aspect, because that's so very important, especially nowadays.
0: It is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's also one one of the main USPs that we sell the games now, the online games, is is that you do get the inclusivity and the engagement that you want.
1: Very good. So now uh, tell me, Alex, dipping into more of your personal memories, do you have any sort of silliest moments from an event that you want to share with us? (laughs)
0: the silliest moments (laughs) i'll be honest with you it's Um, it's
1: one of my favorite parts of the show so (laughs) i always try to make sure i fit time in for it
0: well yeah well there are always those those typical moments when you go to an event and and you yeah you forget something or that you (laughs) you you know you you arrive on on the event you you, you're just you you want to start the event and then oh you forgot some some essential tools. So, uh, yeah, those are the the typical moments when you really need to improvise. And that's, well, it's not fun when it happens, but sometimes (laughs) those type of events, they turn to work out pretty well. I remember one time we did, we wanted to go to an event. Mm Mm-hmm was a, a tablet-based event and yeah we forgot the tablets which are oh, quite no. essential key element <laughs> to, the, to the game <laughs> How do you get around so that? The, what was your workaround for that? well well uh, we, at first okay there, there were no no tablets so we tried to do it on on the mobile phone so we had everybody try to install the program or, or the app on their mobile phones. Okay. Uh, but it was for a company who where um, security measures did not allow to download uh, an app so okay Uh, (laughs) that didn't work um but what what, it it was the finish of a project and we knew that it it was the so that it it was a closure of a project that they've been working on on that project for uh, uh, yeah one and a half year Mm. um and this was a closure so it was an important moment as well um Mm. but for the game they needed the 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 tablets and we we gave them a a box toolkit and they needed the toolkit to do different challenges which were W- were're on the app right um, So okay the, the download on the, um, on the mobile phones that did not work So what we decided to do was throw the program around and say okay you've done a project here. what we want you to do is create kind of a, um, a chain reaction. So every team has to create a memorable event from the last one and a half moment, <laughs> one and a half year, um, and you need to link them all together. So we, we have one chain reaction, one chain throughout the whole, the whole room nice. and right before we do the reveal or before we set the chain in motion, everybody can have three minutes to explain their, well, most memorable moment about the event
1: hmm. or a,
0: about the project. Mm-hmm and worked out brilliantly it was it was a big big hit big success good for you um, well yeah but it was <laughs> close call at the moment oh sure we <laughs> sure that sounds like a real will
1: be gone nail biter over here
0: <laughs> well uh, done though uh, yeah you just want to you know uh, open the little door in the in the ground and just <laughs> fall through it <laughs> and, and <laughs> uh, But it it turned out great client was very happy in the end. said, okay, yeah, there were some some troubles, but um, yeah, they loved the way that we improvised and that we came up with with a plan B. That's great. Now let's talk about, uh, if you don't mind, your personal
1: life. You've been with team building, you know, in some regard or other for most of your life. How do you use that in your everyday world? you have family
0: yeah uh two kids oh, um you uh, Yeah, live together with, with my wife and yeah not far from the office here so we have uh hmm. yeah actually great life so how does teamwork
1: influence especially let, let's say for the past few months you've you've been in lockdown with your family what do you do to keep the cohesion of the team of your family working
0: <laughs> well last couple of months we've we've had a lot of tryouts for new online games. Ah, so wow. I took I took some of them home. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And we, we uh, yeah, yeah. That well, so we we try them, but also what we did was one game we translated into uh, into Dutch pretty quickly, so our son could play with, with his kids. Because you know he, he couldn't go to school anymore, but he mm. still wanted to connect with his with uh, with, yeah, his with, with all the kids in in, in his class. Nice. So we translated the game and we played it with his class. So you know that's yeah. There's always a way to 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 introduce the games like you know when we started talking was about the games that what we did is at, at, at home as well amazing
1: i think your son is getting into team bonding even though he doesn't
0: realize it uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and, well if, if i ask him what is what or if he he wants to explain to his to his class what what i do it's just yeah that he plays games <laughs> <laughs> fabulous well uh
1: with that in mind alex first of all, i just want to say thank you so very much for being on the show you have been absolutely wonderful to talk to and it's always fascinating to me to be able to reach out to the other end of the world, literally, to find out how things are going. So thank you for being here with us. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for being here as well. For for, uh, for Thanks for your time as well. And uh, yeah, I liked uh, the conversation we had. So thanks. Thank you. Now, uh, unfortunately, I have to be honest with you. I'm
1: buttering you up a bit because I'm about to do something torturous to you. Now, as, as you know, being a facilitator, as well as not only the, the lead of your industry out there, it's... Torturous for folks who are in the corporate world sometimes who come into these events, and I see so many eye rolls. I hear so many, like a collective sigh, as they realize that they're there for yet another team building exercise, not realizing that we're just going to be playing with them and having fun. But. With that in mind, I want to put you through a little bit of torture because it's time for us to do our speed round. Now, to explain what this is, I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock, and I'm going to ask you just a series of innocuous questions. You're just going to answer them as quickly as you can, the objective being the first thought that comes into your mind as an answer to each question, okay? (laughs) Yes, have fun. (laughs) If there's no stress to it, it's just to have a good time, and, you know, if we have some goofiness happen, so much the better. All right, Alex, so I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock and we will begin when you hear that first question. What is your name? Alex. How many children do you have? Two. Which one's your favorite? (laughs) None. There you go. Do you have any pets? No. Great. Um, Who was your favorite teacher?
0: Um, Justin.
1: What did he teach? Um, Geography. Who's your favorite musician? um eric Clapton. who's your least favorite celebrity kylie jenner okay um how would you describe yourself to new people
0: um quiet but can be energetic how long have you been married well we're not married yet but Ah. um we're together for um 18 years would you rather be invisible
1: or fly not fly, of course. If you could time travel, past or future? Uh, future. Great. Fantastic. Just under the wire, you got 10 questions done. So, well done, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, everyone, please give a lovely, lovely farewell to uh, my dear friend, Alex Tenkli. You Alex, you've been absolutely amazing. Thank you so very, very much for being here on the show. And thank thanks- you. Thank you. And thanks to all of you out there for once again listening to team building around the world. If you like this show, please share it with a friend or a colleague. We'd be grateful if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your favorite podcasts and leave us a favorable review. If you didn't like the show, don't leave a review because that's absolutely fine. All past episodes can be found at teambonding.com. And that's it for me, team. This has been Rich Renninsland. You've been listening to Team Building Around the World. And as always, if you are within the sound of my voice, you're now on my team and I'm on yours. Thank you, everyone, and we will see you next time.